those that don't know me, my name is Beatrice Simusa. I'm a wife of one man, uh, Wilbur, and we have two sons, Ali. Ali is sitting right there. Yeah, there's Ali. He's graced us with his presence today. He usually goes to Miracle Life, but today was like, Mom, you're preaching? I'm going to be there. Support system. <laughs> That's my, my handsome Kasuli. My handsome last one. He looks exactly like me, though the father thinks he looks like him, but I don't know. Yeah. They haven't seen him? Ali, my handsome son, can you stand up? He's so shy, he's going to kill me for this. <laughs> There's my modern engineer. Mm. Engineer Ali. Mm, it's, it's, it's nice for a mother to say, my son is an engineer. <laughs> I go. Well, thank God. Um, and, and thank you, Shadrach. Thank you for that ministry. And th we thank the Lord for what he's doing in your life. Amen. And um, uh, Patricia Kalengo is not here this week, but last week she, she challenged us, you know, to pay attention to everyone in the church and to support one another. You know, church is a support system. Some of us without church, there's nowhere else we have. So some of us have cut family ties because of church. It's serious. And this is our support system. Okay, so today I bring a message transforming communities through compassion. Hallelujah. Transforming communities through compassion, the diminishing com component. You know, many times uh, when, when, when we hear about churches or when we look at churches or the way that we preach the gospel, like this year, we've been called to harvest and uh, I think we are talking about community transformation, a call to harvest. And we've had the whole year, I haven't been here most part of the year, but I've gathered that most part of the year that you've been, you know, really concentrating on preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to the community in order to bring spiritual transformation. And as I was pondering about this and thinking about this, one of the things that came to me was the ministry of Jesus Christ. And I was trying to look at the ministry of Jesus Christ and see how did Jesus transform his community? How did Jesus bring change in the communities? The Bible records that, you know, so many people would follow Jesus to a point where at one point there are 5,000 men only, not counting the women and the children, that have followed him for so long and they are even hungry and he has to feed them. So Jesus was a person of masses. Jesus had masses. If Jesus were alive today, he would have a mega church. And that's one of the things that we are doing. And I hear the building, uh, the building team talking about expanding and breaking the walls and I don't know if they are going down and they are going higher and they are going wider and there's going to be changes here. And one of the things that I've been thinking about and pondering about as we are talking about these changes and expanding and growing was that how do we fill the church? Because if we are going to grow big, <laughs> let me come closer. Bayoda. So if we are going to break the church, is it going to be bigger than this? Aha. How, how many times bigger? Aha. Five times bigger. So if it's going to be five times bigger, we need five times more the number of people. Aha. Five times more the number of people. And so I've been praying and thinking, okay, as people are getting excited about building, maybe it's the evangelist in me, but as people are getting excited about building, I'm worried about where are we going to find the people to fill the five times more church. How many members do we have now? About 1,500 members. Where are they? Already we have an issue. <laughs> we have 1,500 members. How many people does this auditorium sit? About 750? About 750? Like now we are about 750? Oh, wow. Okay. So, so meaning half of the people... I either come into the second service or they are, they are virtual. 
so they've loft. <laughs> they've loft. Zambian English, they've loft. Okay, but they are virtual. I, I can bet you that maybe about 100 of them are not here because they can't be here. But maybe the other, how many people are here in the second service? Statistics number. My, my first son is a statistician, mathematician. So, Ndesha, being the mother. About 120 in the second service? Okay. So, in total, we have about 870. Okay, 870. And then plus 100 who are virtual. I've, I've watched virtually, and I don't think I've seen 100 people in attendance. Okay. You can see the people on YouTube now. How many are they? About 28. Facebook. About the same, right? Yeah. So meaning, we have about 500 people that are unaccounted for. That miracle life. Okay. <laughs> I love Elder Chibamba. He's telling the truth. If they are not at miracle life, maybe they are at Mount Zion. If they are not at Mount Zion... Then they are somewhere, somewhere. Or they are at home. Laughing. So we've got 500 people that first of all, we need to bring back here. Before we think of the other, 6,000 people. Am I correct? Hey, Samushi. I'm an accountant, don't worry. SCCA, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Okay. So about 6,500 in total people that we need to start working hard. And that needs strategy, planning, elder, senior elders. I hope the planning is in place. Ah, it's coming. I know you, Bridges Limited. I know you. It's coming. It's coming. But we need to start planning. And one of the plans that I want to bring about today, or one of the things I want to bring about today, is the diminishing component of compassion. People everywhere have a story. Everyone has a story. When you look at, Elder, at Reverend Nirenda, he has a story. When you look at Wilbur, Wilbur, stand up, sweetheart, stand up. You are the only example I can give right now, apart from Ali there, dying from, from, from shyness. Okay? Even people that look like they have made it to the highest offices in the land, they've also got a story. You can see it. That's all. <laughs> okay? Everyone, look at your neighbor. They have a story. They have a story. Everyone has a story. Elder. Elder from time in memorial. He has a story. That may be as long as he has been an elder. Everyone has a story. Let's read James chapter 2. James chapter 2, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. A long time ago, I used to love the New Living Translation until someone came up to me and convinced me that it was not spiritual, it was not deep enough, and, uh, you know, and that I was in error. So I left the New Living Translation. That may have been about 15 years ago. Until I met Dr. Nathan Wachaita. When I met Dr. Nathan Wachaita, one day we were here praying in the morning. We come here at 7 o'clock on Sunday. We, I'm saying we, not they. We come here at 7 o'clock on Sunday. And the first week of every month, we are here. Praying from 06 to 07. So, one of those days he was leading, and he was reading from the New Living Translation. And I said, ah, so doctor, of doctor, he's quoting from the New Living Translation. Eh, I went home liberated. I went and got my New Living Translation and dusted the dust out of it. Muntuandi, resurrect in Jesus' name. So I resurrected the New Living Translation. 
So now today, all my scriptures are from New Living Translation, and I want Elder Bynes to hear me clearly. New Living Translation. Because Elder Bynes reads the King James Version. So today you can just relax and listen to us, the casual, casual ones, and then you can go home and go and read, the, read again. So transforming communities through compassion. And compassion, the diminishing component. The Bible says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters? So it's talking to Christians, right? What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Next verse. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. And you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then, he has no food and no clothing. And you say to them, goodbye, have a good day. Stay warm. What do you mean stay warm? Okay? And eat well. No food, no clothing. Eat what? But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So, you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have any good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God, good for you. But guess what? Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish! Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? So it was a good deed. You see, his faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened. Just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. I want to read that again. So you see, <laughs> we are shown to be right with God by what we do and not by faith alone. Two more verses. Oh, no. That's the end. Okay. Praise the Lord. So here, the Bible is very clear. Take me to the... To, you, you need to go down the, the verses now as I go down the verses. You know me, I'm... Uh, okay, now, you know, now that you know. Okay. So, here, James is saying... Take me to verse 14. Just verse 14. Okay, so here James is saying, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? So, we are saying transforming communities. We are saying breaking this building and extending it and making it bigger. And from the mathematics and the statistics we did earlier on, we need to bring in 6,500 people. We want to be a people church the way Jesus was a people person. There was no one who felt uncomfortable with Jesus, not the drunkard, not the prostitute, not the whoever. All of them were comfortable with Jesus. The question I want to ask you is, how comfortable are people with you, first of all? Before we talk about the church. How comfortable are people with me? Because I'm a child of God, filled in the spirit, evangelist, I'm a preacher. How comfortable are people with me? Can people say I'm a down-to-earth, Bible-believing person who embraces and accommodates them because I am compassionate? 
The gospel is not just to be preached, but the gospel is to be lived by a life of compassion. Compassion makes people know that you hear them. First of all, that you see them. And second, that you hear them. And third, that you want to do something about it. The definition of compassion. Let me look for it. I think I wrote it somewhere here. Compassion is the feeling that arises when you are confronted with someone else's suffering and feel motivated or someone else's story and feel motivated to relieve that condition. It is different from empathy where you just feel for them but don't necessarily do anything about it. Like our friend, next verse, next verse. Uh -huh. Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing. Next verse. You have to be with me, like with me, really with me, okay? And you say goodbye and have a good day. How, can, how possible is it? I've been asking myself a question. How possible is it that I can see a brother or a sister that has no food and no clothing? And the Bible says, and then I say to them, goodbye. And have a good day. How possible is it, Frank? Upcoming MP. Come, Frank Mwandi. You see this young man? He plays football with my son. They play football together. They've been playing football from the time my son was here at North Mid. Before he went to Miracle Life, you 1,000 people going there. <laughs> we need to sit these people down like this, these people who have left, and ask them, what is it that Miracle Life has that us we don't have, so that we improve ourselves? People have gone to Miracle Life. What can we do about that as a church? You see this young man, he's been doing quite a lot of community work on his own. You were independent, eh? Yes. Eh. <laughs> yes. He was independent, but he had some followers. Even me, if I was here, I could have followed him. Why? Because I saw compassion. Because I saw him meeting the needs or trying to meet the needs of the young ones. He plays football with these guys. Is, do you tell do you meet Murafula Yesu Mamubika Pamamukte Umpila? Through that, he's interacting with them. He's talking to them. They see a friend in him. It's easy for him to tell them about Jesus because first, he has shown he loves them, he cares about them, he cares about their needs, and is interested in their lives. You can have a seat. If we are not interested in people's lives, we will never fill this church. Someone is not dressed and they don't even have clothes, but you say goodbye. Have a good day. How? Stay warm and eat well. How? How many people in this church are we even saying hello to? How many times do we just say, hi, how are you? Bye, enjoy your week. My long life. Me, the goodness with me, as I've always told you, I don't have any post in the church. Apart from the fact that I'm a church member. So I sit there as a church member. And therefore, I can speak and tell you, pastors, what no one else can tell you. Elders. But Bishop, he loves me because he keeps calling me to come back home. But to, on a serious note, 
If nobody greeted you and no one was compassionate to hear your story, do you think you'd come back here? If you had no relation at all in this church, would you come back? It says you go, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? What good is it for us to paint the town red with the gospel of Jesus Christ and yet don't have time to listen to people's stories and have no compassion? The Bible says about Jesus that when, oh, nice shoes. The Bible talks about Jesus. That when he ministered, he always, the Bible always says, and his heart was moved with compassion. That's what drew people to Jesus, the compassion. Last week we heard about our, my aunt, how she heard about Manakalengo's mother and went and bought a wheelchair. And that family were celebrating her here. I've heard about Bynes, who is one of the leaders in our zone, and his wife, every funeral. I was telling Chisha, I was sure Everywhere they are there. Right now, Elder Bynes and Senior Deacon Gulube, the cells that are not doing well, they go there and they sit there. Even if they are there, just the two of them, maybe with the owner of the house. But they go and sit there faithfully. Monday after Monday after Monday. Compassion. I've heard Elder Chibamba. I follow him on Facebook. I follow him. How he, he's always lifting. He will say, this one was my gardener. Did you say he was your gardener, that young man? Yes. He said, this one was my gardener. And he showed such and such talent. And therefore, I invested in him. And we did what and what with him. Now he is this. Tomorrow he will bring another young Zambian and say, this was a young Zambian. It was like what and what and what. And now, what is that? Compassion. Don't see men or people as trees walking. Jesus, I always talk, you know me, I always talk about that scripture because that scripture just amazes me. Jesus said to him, Papa, 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 how do you see? I see men as trees walking. Jesus was like, come back here. Please, na Papa, come back here. <laughs> what? Men as trees walking. Come back here. What is going on with you? This is a miracle. Mm -mm. Let me try again. Even Jesus said, this, uh, this healing is not complete. Come back. In order for people to come to our church, to be drawn to us, first of all, to be drawn to you, first of all, we must have a heart of compassion. A heart, number one, that is willing to hear, to see people, first of all. Not see trees, to see people. And I've been before the presence of, of the Lord and confessing so many times how that I have just passed through people as if I don't know what's happening. And others have got this habit. So, you know, see, take time. Connect. Connect. <laughs> Politician, connect <laughs> with people. Politics is about people. Like church is about people. If you don't connect with us, that's why we removed you. But we can put you back if you connect with us. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know what? Even in politics, I'm just a party affiliate. I have no posts. I told someone one day, ballot paper. So I don't owe you anything. Can I push you over? Why am I not pushing you now? 
Go and ask the one whose name you found on a ballot paper. Me, you never find my name in the ballot paper. Me, I'm church member. Number 00951. <laughs> so number one, we have to learn to connect with people. Because you see life, whether it is politics, whether it is wake, whether it is, whether it is church, it's about people. We need to connect with people. We need to connect and form a relationship, a proper relationship, where I can say to Mama Kangila, where is your wife? When he entered here, I said, where is Mama? Because I've got a connection. He's my elder. He began to, to explain, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, okay, I hear you. Connect with people. Don't be isolated. Wait, cafe, wait, cafe, pal, wait, pal, wait. Even when you have a ministry or a calling over your life, it will never unfold until you begin to connect. When we were in Korea, we were in a big church. Nobody knew us. Nobody knew us. My husband stayed there for six months. He didn't know anybody. Nobody knew him. Now I am Kutandala. First week, I'm like, oh, we're in church. Oh, you know that one, that one is... That, 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 that. Second week, oh, that, that, that. third week, pastor is calling me in, to the top. Auntie B. I tell, hey. <laughs> By the time it was the second month, I had people at my home. The church was at my home. My husband was like, hey, B, you, hey, you've just come. Come. Hey. By the time we're reaching two months at the church, my husband was even being recognized. He was even given honorary eldership. Me, they never even gave me anything. You know what that tells me? That tells me that ministry is with the people. For the people. It's not with leaders. It's with us, the church members. We are the ones who connect with people. We are the ones who show the love of Jesus. We are the Let them preach. We will show the love. We will show the connection. We will connect. We will connect. We will connect. Let them preach. Let them stand on the ballot papers. We will basimusa, shansha, nyuko, man of action, chawana mwakutuko. But church members now stay groundwork. So number one, connect. So that you can hear their heartbeats. So that you know exactly. Connect with people. Then number two, listen. Not if you're a don't kanya. Not if you're Not what you are thinking. Listen to people. Listen. And the best training for listening is having a dog at home. Having a dog at home, the Bible says, a righteous man, you've read that scripture? A righteous man? A righteous man looketh after his animal well. I I learned that when I was young. My father had dogs, and I was the one in charge of the dogs. And my father, I want to see the time, okay. And my father used to say, when I cook the food for the dogs, my father would say, Now we pick them. And my father would say, So you want to tell them? He was teaching me to have compassion. My father is a very compassionate man. And I picked. I didn't know what he was teaching me. I learned. Now we've got three dogs. My son is a dog lover. This guy has got a heart of gold. Not because he's my son. Ah, he got a compassion on my joy. I learned, mom, now I'm bringing two more dogs. Now I'm bringing two more dogs. 
Compassion, if you enter a permanent tomb. Very compassionate. When he comes, the way he treats the dogs, the way he talks to the dogs, I said to my husband, this one is a person. This one will be a leader. He said, why? I said, not a leader. Yachi baka. Yaku patikisha. Yaku fetu mwafta. Yachi baka. Leader nyaba. Yemkwa yawe. Leader from God. Why? Because of the way that is treating, listening to something that does not speak. So when I say listen, listen to the undertones. Listen with, when they, look at their, their, the way they look. If someone on, and it needs time. Time. Time, brother Chibamba. Time. Those, 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 those children of yours working in your, in your company, Victor, listen to what they are not saying. That's what they are saying. So we've got to learn to listen to church members, elder. Listen to what they are saying when they are not saying. Ima my elders, ima na mkwate nchito ya kufu abantu wamefo belelanda. Bati tabelelanda. Paikala febele mitamba. Kafele mitamba. Mwale, chechi na ikula te. Oh, oh. Nga bae saya, bozo. 500, miracle life. Nga saru cha. Mount Zion. Eh, katuishi kuisa. Naba kulo ofwa. 28 on YouTube. Thank you for you are faithful 28 YouTubers. God bless you that you couldn't come to church today. But I would like to see you next week if it is possible. We love you. And we are concerned over you. Maybe we said something or we ignored you. And it made you mafulwa. Mwabakunganda. Tomfaya kusa kuchechi. Listen. Have an ear that listens to people's stories. Some of us have a habit. When someone starts talking, we also start saying, How many do that? Immediately, yes. Brother Shwamba, especially those of us who are teachers by nature. When someone starts saying something, we want to give a solution immediately. Hmm? Ali and I have been frustrating each other of late. Because every time he tries to say something, I start, because I'm a mentor eh? and a counselor. So I want to start giving him the answers. He's like, no, ma'am, relax. It's not the answer I want. Allow me to process and go through it myself. We want our church to grow. We want Christianity to grow. You want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Winning souls. Not just preaching on the pulpit like me. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. After I get out of, those pulpit, out of, out of that pulpit, people want to see Jesus loving them. Because Jesus is not here. Where is Jesus? You are Jesus. Now you are Jesus. Now you Jesus is you. <laughs> Yeah? Even the dog you just throw leftovers. Leftovers, imbwa, leftovers. And at night when you are sleeping, you are expecting it to be barking. When you go to sleep, it also goes to sleep. Eh, me, I'm tired, I've not eaten. Eh, I've no power. In the morning, the dogs are coming to you. I have sick, sick. My son has taught us when the dogs come in the morning. Hi, Luna. Hi, Pluto. Hi, Sky. Thank you for looking after us at night. Daddy, bring biscuits. Asimus has even become soft-hearted. Oh, Pluto, sit, sit. Two biscuits. Compassion, Muntuand. The next are children. Children are the next best teachers of compassion. Because they don't say. I just sat there looking at you. Children. Especially those that can't talk. How do you treat children? Whether they are yours or they are not yours. Do you have a lamp when you look at them? Or you, there are small trees walking. 
little trees or shrubs <laughs> too much shrubs kayo ko kaza iwe tabe kuri ba wiso akabe kuri ba no ko wala otuli bize akanako eh akoke nyago akanako na basimusa ba inyi ba akanako mone nyepo ba dinomo na ene na ali akanako but mone nyepo ndinomo ne akanako kafu mukesa mfoiso ndi kuntanshi wenu nampela ko warning children how do we treat children 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 as my brother in law would say bishop simusa children how do we treat them our children our own children or our friends children how do we treat them that shows you your level of compassion so yeah, the way I treat you, there, hey, that's your level of compassion. How do you treat children? Do you listen to them? Do you pay attention to them? Do you take care of their needs? What do you do with Are they an inconvenience? Some of us are so busy. Children are inconvenience. So number two, listen. But on also, as you are listening, listen to people's stories. People that can tell you their stories, listen to their stories. What story do they have? What are they saying? What are they saying? Is what they are saying something that you can consider, ponder on? Or is what they are saying something that you can just forget about? What are they saying, these people? And then number three, don't end at empathy. <laughs> empathy, oh, sure. Yeah, but sure. That's about me, baby. Yeah. Oh, but sure. Yeah. Papa. Don't end at. Is that the way you were treated? Really? That's what she said. Sure. Oh, sorry, because that person there is this type of sorry. They don't even pay it. That person did not even connect. That brother and sister did not even connect. And when they were, even when, you see, sometimes people tell you their position just by the way they are dressed. No food, no clothing. He could tell from the way the person was looking. That this one has got no food. Looking, not everyone is slimming when they lose weight. Some people don't have food. Are you slimming? Uh -uh, don't ask me about whether I'm slimming or whether I'm not slimming. Ask me about my problem. What are you slimming? Or maybe I've got issues, things I'm processing. Things I'm thinking through. People have got stories. People have been through things here in church. These same members you are seeing here. They've got issues. But how many of us are taking time to listen? To connect? Empathy ends at, oh, sorry. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Brother Makangila. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, hey, Father, I speak. How many of us, when people come to the front here and they are prayed for, you see someone is crying. Someone is crying. Someone is mourning and weeping in front. You're just seated there. All we can offer them is a tissue. And then when pastor says, okay, go in peace. How many of us have ever followed that person? You just follow them. You mark them. Oh, Sister Mary. Oh, it was Brother Joseph. How many of us have ever said, okay, after church service, I will look for Brother Joseph. My sister, brother, what, what is it? I just sit down. There's a prayer room. I don't know. Is there a prayer room? There's no more prayer room. We have no chair. We have no prayer room. This is the prayer room. The church. Where? Quizamrezon 
I love my life, I can't make a comment. <laughs> but you bring them inside, if it's here, or one of the classrooms, or in your car, in your beautiful car, you come, can I have a coffee with you? You take them out for coffee. You sit down. What is it? What? No, I can't come with you. I've got a program. Okay, let's go and sit in the classroom. Oh, daddy. You sit there. What is it, my dear? What is it, my sister? They tell you what the issue is. Okay, okay, okay. You pray with them, but you don't only pray with them. That's not the only response, Bapente. Bapente, the only response we know is prayer. No, you sit with them and say, how can I assist you? How can I assist you? How can I assist you? This church will be full. Don't leave it to Bishop. Bishop is chairman of Shani, Katushichin Shuko. He's where, where. He's got too many things to do. This is our job as church members. To tenure church member. Because it's a Christian thing to do. That is the gospel. Compassion. Listen to people's stories. Take time to listen to what they have to say. And then respond. Say encouraging words. Allocate time for them. Motivate them. Appreciate their efforts. And sit down and see what physical thing can you yourself do to assist them. Can you connect, it, connect them to bridges? Can you connect them to circle of hope? Circle of hope. Circle of hope is based on compassion. People, they don't even know. There are three types of compassion. Yeah. There are three types of compassion. Yeah. <laughs> family. Family. Compassion. Somebody that is your family. Or what is known as familial compassion. Somebody that you are familiar with. And there's also stranger, somebody you don't know. But you've heard about them from someone else who has connected you to them. They are dealing with people they've never seen. Am I right? They don't even know. They don't even pray, right? Do all of them come to church here? Yeah. But out of the compassion, that is Christ. That is love. The gospel is about love. And not loving inanimate things. Loving people. And loving people, the Bible says, where your heart is, there your meaning and drama. Circle of hope is about that. Loving people, giving them means, giving them drugs. HIV? Yeah. It's in the HIV space. Bishop is busy with A, B, C, D, but we are free. Why don't we determine in my life, let me show an act of kindness to at least one person. Even if you say one person a month, it will help us. It can get us one member per month. Even at work, there are people that are sitting under you. There's, there's one time I was saying, ah, people are not motivated. What is happening? What is happening? And my business partner said, let me take time with them. Because me, I'm very functional. I'm, I'm in operations. Me, are you working or not? You know, are you working or not? Him, he's got time, Peter. He's got time. He sits there and talks and comes and says, Hey, B, we've got an issue. Oh, okay. And then he opened my eyes. I'm like, Oh, okay. I need to connect. I need to listen. I need to, and I need to respond. Even at work, your workers are demotivated. Your company is going down. Companies don't go down because they just want to go down. You have lost customers, no compassion. Customer is trying to explain to you why they, they, why they don't pay you. Follow them with a lawsuit. <laughs> Customer is trying to explain. Client is trying to explain one or two things. Just in a world of your own, not listening. Even in order for, for your business to do well, elder, you've got to listen to the needs of the people. And especially you who are in parastatos. Government in parastatos. <laughs> Now we can you from morning. The other day I was somewhere. 
In fact, I was in a bank, not even a parastato, in a bank, my bank. I sat there, I'm one, two. I sat our one, our two. People are just coming and go. If a family they're not even paying attention to us. I said, What is this? I just walked out. And in the government circles, especially by government workers, <laughs> not that you are naughty, but you don't listen. Same word? Aha, uh -huh, okay. Eh? Aha, uh -huh. limitation. Yeah, chitundu ya kwa tafi one word. Simu mvela. Kamu mfua. People come, they've got issues. You just see us as trees walking. All you want is to come in the morning, take your two-hour lunch, and come back and knock off early and go home. How can a nation prosper? If it doesn't listen to its people. If the services that we are supposed to enjoy, we can't enjoy them. Can we prosper? It has nothing to do with politics. Just on our own. I'm a technocrat. Instead of teaching our children faithfully, you tell them, eh, prefect, you write the notes, you, you go for tea. Our children are teaching each other. How can we prosper, Banamkuma? Educationalists. How? Bankers, people in the finance world, Bangulube, eh? others are in investment. Instead of you telling us, oh, actually, Banasimusa, I have an investment that has lost $5,000. I'm upset with my investor. I'm seeing her tomorrow. She even knows, um, Mrs. Musa, are you in the country very much in Lusaka? I'm coming on Monday. $5,000, come on, get serious. Because you are, you are my investment manager. You are supposed to tell me that this investment, you don't need me to come to you and complain. And I say, oh, I say my investment has lost $5,000. Oh, okay. What do you mean, okay? What do you mean, oh? You are the one who should have told me. No due care. No compassion. Just so long as I get my paycheck at the end of the month. Can a nation prosper? No. Can a people prosper? No. Can a family prosper? No. Your child comes home. They want to do this. They want to do that. You can't even support them. We can't even help our own children. They've got ideas. They want to do things. Look, I always say to my, my husband knows me and me my, with my children. He even knows me. If every parent was like me, hey, children would be spoiled. But for me, better they try and fail with my money. Let them try and fail. It's okay. Money is just money. Let them try and fail. The Bible says give. And it shall be? How much? Good measure, Batata. Good measure. Aha. 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 Shall? 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 Men, give us. Shall men give into our bosom? So for me, I'll tell you what, those of you who are parents, you've got brilliant children in Zambia. Engineers that are being frustrated, accountants and whatever, teachers that are being frustrated because the systems just cannot support their ideas. You as a parent have a responsibility to unlock that potential and make it real. Let's stand up and pray. This is not a sugar-coating, happy, happy message. No, it's a message that we have to think about and process. And see, God, make me compassionate. Compassionate to my own. Compassionate to my own people in my family. That if you are a parent, pray.
pray that the Lord may open your eyes, that you may connect with your children, that you may help them to be the best that they can be in God. That God, you as the, as the parent, God has given you the mandate, he has given you the job to make sure that once they leave your place and they face the world, that, they, that you have unlocked their potential and they can be who God wants them to be and pray that Father God, I know my son or my daughter wants to do ABCD, they've got potential. Pray that God would give you the resources. Don't wait until they're employed by somebody else. Pray that God can help you to connect to people that are also not related to you, but they are familiar with you, your area of influence. Or your span of control. People that you control. People that are under you. Pray that God can help you to connect with them. To listen and to respond accordingly. And pray that God can connect you to other people. That you will find yourself in a place where you are listening to stranger stories. And responding to them. And then also as a church. Let us pray. That as children of God in the congregation, that we begin to connect with people. We begin to listen to their stories. And we begin to respond accordingly. That as we pray for expansion, that even our capacities as people will be expanded. In the name of Jesus, increase our capacity, Lord. Increase our capacity to contain. Increase our capacity to contain. As you increase our borders, as you increase our space, as you increase the number of chairs in this place, that you would increase us, oh God. That you would increase us as a people. That our capacities will increase. That we will be able to contain each and every person that comes into this congregation. In the name of Jesus. That as church members, we may know we have a mandate from God to preach the gospel and to live the gospel in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.